0: Celebrating female role models across our community, live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live.
1: Hi, my name is Ava and my, co-ho- my co-hosts are Audrey, Emma and Priya. Um, our special guest today is Juliet Tallarica and this is Academy Live from Academy of Mary Immaculate Fitz- in Fitzroy, Melbourne. So... Julian, what are some of the issues you feel strong about? Thanks. Um, some of the issues I feel strongly
2: about are environmental conservation, um, environmental sustainability, and regeneration. Um, and that's the work that I'm in at the moment. Um, as well as working as a facilitator for social and environmental advocacy programs. So I kind of do the practical work and then I also do kind of some advocacy outreach work. Um, And the social justice issues that I'm passionate about are, I mean Indigenous issues. Laura um, from Clothing the the Gap was amazing to listen to. Um, Gender issues, absolutely. Um, Asylum seekers and refugees. But I think I'd probably hone in more on ecology um, and, yeah, gender equality. Um, So where did these passions come from? Um, I think that. My love for ecology, which is essentially a love for ecosystems um, and everything that inhabits them, so animals, plants, insects, fungi, all of it, Um, I think that stemmed just from a love of animals originally. Um, I used to watch like videos of like a polar bear who couldn't find like a piece of um, ice to live on (laughs) because of global warming and that like made me really sad. Mm. Um, And then from that, you know, I wanted to study zoology at uni And then at uni I started learning a bit more about plants and I really liked that. Um, and ecology is kind of everything in that, you know, encompasses all of those.
0: Have you always enjoyed, um, thinking all this, like have you always loved the thought of helping the environment and all these issues?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's always been a love of mine. Um, it's definitely challenging a lot of the time because you realize how deeply rooted, um, uh, like non-sustainable practices are, you know, through the clothes that we wear, the skincare that we buy, makeup, you know, fuel in our car, and it becomes really – um, difficult to have to make certain decisions. Um, and if you want to, you know, like just go out and buy some tofu, you're like, Oh, but it's wrapped in plastic. And,
0: you know, (laughs) finding that
2: like, um, balance between like nurturing yourself and also nurturing the environment.
0: How has this, how has this all inspired you to live the way that you're living now?
2: Um, it's inspired me because like, I'm a part of, I'm a part of it. Um, like climate change impacts all of us. Um, and it's not just because, um, you know, we can't, um, like, you know, go on planes or whatever. It's not because it just affects the human. Um, because we're a part of the entire system. We're not a dominant species. We are interconnected with literally every single, um, microbe on this earth and, you know, that's it, it is that way because you know, thirteen point eight billion years ago, when the Big Bang happened, um, you know, we all originated from the same materials, and that hasn't changed. It's just manifested in different ways.
3: Yeah. So, when you go into like a supermarket or a shopping centre or something, do you find yourself being really aware of plastics and resources?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. I am absolutely like super aware of it and, you know, I try to bring all of my bags and I've made like little material bags so I don't have to use plastic ones to put potatoes in and that kind of thing. Um, but there are times where I'm like I'm so overwhelmed right now with like other life things and I don't have the capacity to think about like, um, you know, are these mushrooms organic or something like that? Like I I definitely give myself leeway to just, you know, be okay with not being perfect all the time. Mm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, of course. Um, And what led you to be so involved in the environment and social justice and ecology?
2: Yeah, I think I just got educated. Um, I started educating myself um, on environmental issues, um, kind of gender issues. Um, and once I learned all of that, I can't unlearn it. Um, and then I kind of just had like a passion and a fire in my belly about, um, making my voice do something. Um, I don't have that big of a platform, um, but the way I can live my life is, you know, a demonstration to other people, um, about how you can be a little bit more aware and a little bit more conscious about what you say, you know, what you eat, what you buy. Um, so yeah, I think I just had this like innate passion that I'm sure is very annoying to my family and sometimes friends.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this is Academy Live from Academy of Mary Immaculate. My name is Ava and my co-hosts are Audrey, Emma and Priya. Today our special guest is Juliet Tallarica and um, we are filming from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Fitzroy, Melbourne, Australia. So what are some of the things you would like to develop in the Mercy community?
2: Um, I think within the Mercy community, I would love to see um, more of a focus on environmental um, awareness and consciousness. Um, There is already quite a focus on it. Um, There is a document written by the Pope called Laudato Si that some of you may have heard of. Um, It's basically, you know, the Pope um, urging people to be more conscious about the environment and the way we connect with it and – The Sisters of Mercy are, yeah, really starting to integrate that into their culture. But like any culture, it takes like decades for that to kind of come into effect. So I think that, um, yeah, I think a focus on that um, in the different institutes and schools um, would definitely benefit the community.
3: Yeah. Yeah. At what age did you start, like, educating yourself about the environment? Because you said previously that you taught yourself
2: about a lot of it. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, After school, for sure, um, I, like, wasn't very passionate um, or, like, motivated to do anything advocacy-related when I was at school, um, which is why I'm always so impressed by you guys because you are so um, literate in that and I just – didn't care. Um, so I think once I started uni and I started to develop my own, um, life more and my, you know, make my choices mine and not, you know, just what other people want me to do. Um, at that point I started, yeah, educating myself.
3: Yeah. So like overall, what is one of the achievements that you're most proud of working in this field?
2: Yeah. Um, I think that, um, even within the mercy community. Um, I've had a lot of opportunities that I'm quite proud of. Um, and one of them was an internship that I did in Bathurst, which is a regional town in New South Wales, um, not far from Sydney. Um, and I spent, I literally like uprooted my life, um, which, you know, I didn't really think twice about. I was like, this just makes sense. It's, um, And I interned at an ecology centre there, which was run by the Sisters of Mercy. Um, and so that was a full year of me like completely immersing myself in um, permaculture, um, as well as, um, educating people about ecology, um, coming to schools like Academy and schools around Sydney and Melbourne, um, and running workshops and retreats to help people kind of realise, um, you know, what we're doing to the earth and how we can be more active in, in respecting it. Mm. So I was pretty proud of that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, who are the people in particular, the women that have inspired you?
2: Um, I think that, you know, I mean, definitely my mom. she's a powerhouse. She like, you know, went back to uni to study a doctorate of psychology um, while she was raising me and my sister, which I think is looking back, I'm like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> you already have so much stress on you. Um, but also just any woman that is paving their own path, not necessarily related to ecology, um, but, you know, I – started I I read a book by Rose McGowan, um, who I don't know if you guys have seen Charmed, she's in Charmed, and she also spoke out in the Me Too movement about Harvey Weinstein. Um and she originally like was just this, you know, symbol of um of like lust and beauty and, you know, like super sexy. Um and that was great, but it wasn't really true to her. And then she came out as, you know, in the Me Too movement and has, you know, like shaved her hair and has, you know, talked about all of her experiences and has really become the opposite of what Hollywood was making her to be. Um, So it's women like that. There's a YouTuber called Sorella Moore, um, who I've been watching for a few years and she also had a shaved head. Um, And I guess that, you know, to me, just feels like an ultimate um, uh, rebellion, um, as well as, you know, a way of finding yourself. Um, And when I see women who are doing that, and who are living in a different way, um, who aren't super feminine, or maybe they are, um, and uh, you know, completely own that. Um, I I just really respect that. And uh, that inspires me to, you know, make decisions for me and not just for what women are meant to do.
0: Mm. Yeah. With the schools and like the schools that you grew up with, um, how has the education in the Mercy School influenced you and your life? Um,
2: Yeah, in different ways. in one way, it was great because Mercy Schools are really social justice oriented. Um, and though I wasn't really participating in anything at the time, I think that it kind of planted a seed for later in life for me to follow. Um, I think there's also, um, there's certain things that I don't necessarily agree with um, in terms of how you know women have to be and have to dress, um, have to act um, and what they learn you know, I think it would be awesome to like have access to classes like woodworks um, or, you know, just something different that isn't like traditionally, um, you know, female roles. Um, So, yes.
3: So you said that you worked in program facilitation, I believe. Yeah. So
2: what do you actually do um, working in that? For sure. Um, So, these programs that I run are based around community involvement and also education. So the community involvement, one of them is like, I run a free, I don't teach it, but I run a free art class. So anyone in the community can come down and we get some amazing people. One of the people people that come, she's half blind and she's incredible and to be able to work with someone like that as well as, you know, just someone from down the road and have everyone like connecting with each other and finding some common grounds. And it's just like two hours of us like having fun, um, as well as running workshops and, and awareness evenings on, um, Refugee and migration issues, Indigenous issues. Um, you know, we'll run something for International Women's Day. So we love getting speakers, panel members um, to talk about all of these kind of um, yeah. challenges.
1: Um, I was wondering, like, have you had people doubt you in your career and like really push you down into the point where you didn't want to do what you were doing?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I think that a working. In the, in the bush conservation work that I do, it's a very male dominated environment. Um, and you definitely have people assuming things about you because you're not a man, assuming things about your strength, about your abilities um, and your kind of knowledge about certain things. Um, and I definitely find that, um, yeah, really difficult, um, but it's also an opportunity to like talk to people um, and to show that I'm very capable um, and, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, where you, what your gender is. It's it's about what you can do and what you've learned.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, I was curious, thinking back to high school, was what you're doing today something that you saw yourself
2: doing? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Uh, I thought I was just going to be a vet um, and work with animals <clears throat> and that is not at all what I'm doing. Um, I mean, in a sense, you know, I'm working in habitat um, and wildlife conservation, so it is in a way, but it's it's – much less clinical um, and a lot more dirty and grungy.
3: <laughs> so you said previously that you were working in like you were teaching art classes and things. Yeah. So has that created more of like a feel of community in your home and
2: place? Yeah, of living? absolutely. I mean, in terms of my workplace, for sure, yeah. um, it's like one of the things that I look forward to most and it's, This is something that has really highlighted to me, how important community is in our sense of like connection with, you know, what we're doing ourselves, the people around us Um, because having people like motivated to come to the same place every week and do, and you know, do something that they're passionate about. um, Even though I'm not really even participating it, like I just love to see it and it's amazing to know that you've been able to contribute to that.
0: Mm. If you weren't doing what you would, what you're doing now, where do you think you would be?
2: Um, I mean, COVID like changed things a lot. Um, I think if I wasn't doing this, I'd definitely be traveling. Um, that is kind of what changed for me in the last two years. Um, and yeah, traveling overseas was, um, something that I definitely still want to do. Um, And I'd like to think that if I wasn't doing this, then I'd still be out and about in the world.
3: So what advice uh, would you have for people our age on how we could educate ourselves?
2: Um, Check what you've got coming up on your social media. Um, I'm like a you know, I definitely end up following like a whole bunch of people that aren't necessarily healthy for me. And then I kind of go through them and I'm like, Oh, this is, this isn't good. (laughs) This isn't good for (laughs) my self-esteem for like, you know, my sense of what's happening in the world and literally unfollow the people that you think like, are they serving me? And if they're not just unfollow them, it's fine. They'll live. Um, and follow more people who do challenge your perception of what um, what women should be doing in the world, or what femininity is, and you know what um, jobs you should be employed in, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, in your opinion, what do you think is the next step for the environment?
2: Um, I mean, it's a huge question. I think that um, it has to come from. I think government policy plays a huge role in what the trickle down effect is for people like us who don't necessarily have any power to change anything. Um, and you know, we're seeing it reflected in, you know, the energy and gas shortages that we have at the moment that like fossil fuels are just not feasible. Um, and so I think that there needs to be policy changes Um, which I know might not be that exciting of an idea because we can't really do anything about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you can vote, you kind (laughs) of (laughs) can.
0: When, um, like, hopefully when COVID slowed down or if, like, COVID, like, never really happened, which I really wish it didn't um, (laughs) um, come, where would you like to travel and how would you like to help, like, the countries that were in need of environmental health? Like, how could you help them?
2: Yeah, I mean, I applied for a few conferences, international conferences, which have now unfortunately fallen through because of COVID, Um, but that is, you know, a really small way that I would have liked to have gone to a country and then also feel like I was helping them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, Europe is definitely where I wanted to go my family's from Italy and um, I feel like a huge connection to my cultural roots um, and would love to meet everyone again I was lucky to go pre-COVID and yeah it's an incredible way to like connect with yourself and with your family as well
0: yeah going back to the social media about like I'm following people I want to know where if you have any social media and where we should find you if we would like to follow you
2: yeah I mean I do um on Instagram I'm Um, My tag is Giulietta Polpetta. Polpetta just means meatball in Italian and it it rhymed and I thought it was funny. Um, But in hindsight it's really hard to spell but, um, yes, and then I mean I'm also on Facebook but that's probably a bit more private.
3: (laughs) Um, Are there any accounts on social media that you would recommend us following to help educate ourselves? Um,
2: Yeah. And I just am so bad at remembering names. <laughs> um, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to remember specific names now, but anything related to um, body embracement and positivity um, and acceptance, um, because I think, you know, as someone who like struggled a lot with um, with body image and how they ate and eating habits, I think it's um, really vital to, look at people who show like bloating and show um, stretch marks, body hair, um, wrinkles, like all of that. Um, Oh, style like you actually. Yeah, they're really great.
3: Um, You were talking before about educating ourselves about the environment and what's going on, but what do you think is like there's something as the youth we could do and take action
2: on? Mm, um, Go to protests. They're, um, They're really fun. You get to be around a bunch of people who are also passionate about it. Um, You get to like yell and like (laughs) wave around flags and like wear cool stuff. Um, I think that is like a really great way to get involved and meet other people. Um, You might meet, you know, other youth groups who are doing stuff in that area.
0: In the like near future or like just like in the future at all, like how would you like to see yourself represent? Like how would you want people to see? How would you like people to see you? Um.
2: I would want people to see me as like for sure someone who is paving their own path but also someone who's like incredibly human and makes mistakes and yep. <laughs> definitely isn't perfect in in you know environmental conservation and and sustainability like everyone has times where they just can't put the effort in and that's okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, so this is oh. the about <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being with us, Juliet. So my name is Ava and my co-hosts are Audrey, Emma and Priya. Thank you for joining us today and we hope you found the information useful. Um, And have a great day. Celebrating female role models across our community. Live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live.